the way brands should build more equity is build amazing products, build amazing services, right? Depending on the industry you're in, make sure you listen to your customers and you try to delight them and go above and beyond. And in addition to that, always try to help them. Put people first. You build a brand by putting people first and you do what helps them, not what helps you. Welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. Join your host, Dots Oyobulu, as he learns from CMOs, agency leaders, and business leaders about the state of performance marketing, plus insights on strategies, campaigns, and intelligence for commercial impact. Connect the dots and enjoy the latest episode. This episode is brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. If you're a business needing content promotion, podcast campaign production, or are looking to build effective B2B marketing strategies, Dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise. Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com. Hi, marketers. This is Dots, and welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast. Into what we will call an exclusive special episode, I have here with me Neil Patel, co-founder at Neil Patel Digital, and according to Google, the greatest digital marketing thought leader of all time. I'm not kidding. Just search those exact keywords. Neil is a New York best-selling author, a top influencer on the web, and one of the top 100 young entrepreneurs of the 21st century. We will discuss how the world of digital marketing takes a new leg up. Guys, I know you're ready for this, so let's do this. Neil, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's an absolute honor. I have been a fan for over 14 years. I often call Neil the the pure marketer because he's always wearing white. So that's really awesome. But for those who don't know you, which is probably the rest of the 2 billion people out of the 8 billion, can you tell us about yourself, your background, your role, and how you've come to rise to the top? Sure. So I don't know if I've risen to the top. Yeah, I have a long way to go. But my background is I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm 38 now. I started when I was roughly 16 and started with the job board. I haven't been on any job, like Indeed, and mm. it didn't work out well, although I don't know if Indeed was around even back then. Eventually, I started a consulting company that did well until 2008 when the market crashed and we lost most of our revenue. Then started some software companies. Some of them failed. Some of them worked. And I'm on my latest venture, NP Digital. And it's been going decent so far. There's always a lot of ups and downs, but it's been working out somewhat all right. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, if you're listening and you've used Crazy Egg in the past and you're wondering who owns this, yeah, you're looking or listening to him. I've used all of your tools, by the way, every single one of them. Now, just something that piqued my interest is your podcast. You started podcasting when no one believed in it, which is, which now sounds good because everyone is now jumping on podcasting. One million listens a month. When you started, what was it like? Was it the similar lonely road I was describing to you before the call? Or did you think it will ever become the most popular marketing podcast in history? I don't know if it's that popular. When we ended up starting the podcast, we had quite a bit of listens in the first 30 days, over 100,000. I did some promotions and email blasts, so that really helped. And it just grew from there, and we had fun doing it. Awesome. Awesome. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, so to the topic of Andy, getting into business, it's just a bunch of trends, not just for 2024, but till the end of the, the decade, in my own opinion. 
And the first thing here is brand building. I, aside from the fact that, again, Nail the Pure Marketer, I really like, even till today, that you are often sharing value. Maybe a few times you talk about off-value stuff, but many of the personal brands these days are always about themselves. I did this and this, here is how you can do it. There's almost, LinkedIn is almost like Instagram these days, whereby there's so much intimidation going on. But you've shown so much grace in continuing to deliver value even at this height. So definitely doing it your way is great. Doing the fake it you make it is what I'm really worried about, which is a huge section of brands do, whether it's brand from a company perspective or personal brands. So from an ethical perspective, how do you think brands should build more equity uh, at this time? The, the way brands should build more equity is build amazing products, build amazing services, right? Depending on the industry you're in, make sure you listen to your customers and you try to delight them and go above and beyond. And in addition to that, always try to help them. put people first. You build a brand by putting people first and you do what helps them, not what helps you. If you do what helps them, the side effect of it is you drive more revenue because you're helping them out and you're helping them solve their problems. Yeah, it's almost like a paradox, but thankfully the consumer outlook is also changing. Consumers are becoming wiser. They are becoming more critical. They smell a rat. A rat, I mean ad. A ad, I mean a selfish ad from far away. So yeah, if you like, don't listen to Nell. You will fall behind. I'm saying that with every sense of rant in me. <laughs> okay, on to the next trend is, again, something we were mentioning about what you're up to in terms of international marketing strategies. To be honest, I have been a fan of this. Google released a piece about this and I've really been attracted to it. I am a strategist today. I do QBRs and stuff. So while it's all great, right? There's less competition. There's even high buying power. I come from Nigeria where even with all the economic issues, there are people that still afford a lot and just hustle, right? A lot of brands still worry. Startup brands, mid-sized brands, they still worry about expansion because of the issues around demand capture. So I have seen some people that say they will not expand into countries with lower currency than the US dollars, which is a bit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Content localization issues. I worked, I used to work for an Egyptian company that does that. So I learned a lot around that. Lead nurturing across time zones. If I have a customer in Australia, how do I have to deal with that? The local laws. There was a time Nigeria was banning Twitter. Now Canada, where I'm based, they are banning news sites on Instagram for some reason. There's just so much going around. How did you overcome this challenge for clients? And what would you advise listeners who are marketing leaders and want to expand through an international marketing strategy? What do you advise them on how to get ahead? So I wouldn't worry about what Canada is banning or Nigeria is banning. Even if you're in those regions, you can't control that kind of stuff. The best thing for you to do is just focus on what you can control and leverage the channels that are out there Take an omni-channel approach. Look at where your customers are. Don't just look at currency, but also GDP, population, and how many potential buyers do you see in that market? And you'll be shocked at how much money is to be made in countries like Nigeria or India or Pakistan or Brazil or Colombia, a lot of these countries that people may overlook, but there's a lot of revenue in a lot of places. You just got to be open to it. And the best way to really grow is 
you take an omni-channel approach. You leverage the channels that are allowed in those regions and you translate and transcribe your content and your marketing. You're adjusting it to that market. You may not know everything. You can hire lawyers, you can hire people, and eventually you can pick things up over time. Mm, interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. And then there's no need to really rehash that. I think you're really spot on. Going into the next trend here is, again, I love rhymes. So the way I phrased this question was a very exciting. I saw a stat from Statista showing that Instagram is fast becoming a B2B platform for social media. It's always known for D2C. Like I said, there are good sides and bad sides to it. That's outside the scope of this episode. But it's fast becoming a B2B social media platform, almost like maybe YouTube, you would say. And we are always used to this, oh, if it's B2B, it has to be LinkedIn. If it's B2B, it has to be LinkedIn. But things are changing. I know that as a trend watcher yourself, there are many other changes like that that you'll see. Could you see if you maybe agree or disagree with me in terms of the use of Instagram in B2B? And what are some of the other social media trends that you are starting to see? Just to add before you respond, again, we stalk all our guests. You can imagine the many levels I have to stalk Neil Patel. And I, on Twitter, I saw that Elon Musk quoted one of your posts about return on investment. So that's another trend. Do you want to talk about some of those things? Hey, you really do your homework. So some of the things that we're seeing with some of these social networks is they're adapting more to B2B. Some of them are adapting to more older audiences. Like TikTok had much of a younger audience at the beginning, and now older people are jumping on the social network as well. But the bigger thing is, is you can take content from one social network and repurpose it and use it on all the other social networks. It's a great way to save time. And what we like doing is we like putting out content on X first because Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, doesn't penalize you for posting a lot of content. And you'll quickly see what hits and what doesn't. Take the hits, turn them into videos, post it on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. And what you'll find is you'll get way more traction. From an ad perspective, when we're looking at a lot of the platforms, we're seeing X, Snap, and Pinterest providing amazing ROI from a return on ad spend. They're not necessarily driving the most volume, but they're providing a much higher ROI from what we're seeing from compared to like TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or even YouTube. Interesting. So forgive me if this question is a little bit, I mean, I don't see a problem with it, but I always feel Pinterest is focused towards the female folks. Maybe they are planning for a wedding or cake. But we're seeing many more males jump online and females make up half the population and they spend money. And males do too, but... There's no reason why you shouldn't target females. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Ah, that's interesting. So guys, if you're listening, it just shows that the dynamics here is changing. And Neil and I were discussing off the mic about content formats. There is one we might be able to look at, but Neil, could you maybe just for those of us listening or watching, share some more details in terms of the kind of context formats that work best and what you guys are seeing, especially with regards to social media? Yeah, so I actually did a blog post on this and I'll break down some of the stats on what we're seeing as the most popular forms of content. So analyze over six, I'm actually pulling up the exact stat. So we analyzed 6,302,491 pieces of content on the six major social networks to see what performs best. And in particular, we did it over the last 30 days because we want to see what recently works versus what used to work. And content that generated the most engagement, 31.38% was short-form videos, 15.51% was long-form videos, 
13.84% was interviews, podcasts, or expert talks. 12.37% was live video. 10.31% was memes. 10.12% was user-generated content. 6.47% was other. And text-based content was in others. And then when we wanted to look at just text-based content to see what gets the most engagement, how to base text-based content generated 38.53% of the engagement. Listicles was 32.71%. Then it dropped down to 7.49% for current events. And it just kept going down from there. But videos are performing the best, short form, long form, interview, podcast type stuff, expert interviews like what we're doing right now. This is all the stuff that's converting really well from what we're seeing. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. And guys, if you're listening, I know because of time, Neil had to rush through those stats. I would suggest rewind and maybe play, I don't know, is it 0.5x or whatever it is, make some notes. But also, is it on LinkedIn or on the blog, you will find this particular thing that Neil is talking about. Side joke on blogs, back in the day, even now, when I do this podcast and I have to do a lot of research and the homework you mentioned, thank you so much for that. On any marketing subject, you always see two blogs coming up. There's HubSpot and there's Neil Patel. So it's just so awesome, you know, again, to do everything that you have done with regards to that. Guys, when it comes to the Marketing Leadership Podcast, the one you are listening to right now where Dots High is hosting, it can't get any better than this. Neil had to go into the archives and pull up impressive value that you guys can tap from. All I need from you, I'm not currently selling any courses right now. All I need from you is to please subscribe. All I need from you is to please review. All I need from you is to please share. I think the sharing is probably the more important one here. It helps us out. It helps us to continue doing this. We've been recording like crazy and recording quality interviews with the top guests in the world. So please, if you do that, that will really help us out. I've got two more questions for Neil, but before then, we need to take a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Content Allies. And when we come back, it's going to be the dots rapid fire, which is very exciting because I'm bringing the strongest man in marketing to douse this fire. So let's see how it goes. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. If you're a business needing content promotion, podcast campaign production, or are looking to build effective B2B marketing strategies, Dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise. Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com. Welcome back, guys. So like I said, it's the Dots Rapid Fire. I often call it two names. So it's the Marketing Hot Kitchen or the Marketing Cut of Law. I don't know which of the poisons uh, Neil wants to pick, but it's three questions. You said the truth and nothing but the truth. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, good. What is your favorite marketing metric? My favorite marketing metric is conversion rate. And... I don't think enough people focus on conversion rate optimization. They focus on getting traffic, but not enough people focus on converting those visitors into customers. My second favorite metric I need in NASA is the lifetime value of a customer. And I think that's important because you really make the money not getting a customer. You make the money keeping a customer and getting them to spend over and over again. Yeah, that the second one is actually my favorite one. People always talk about acquisition, especially in the B2B space. It's insane these days with all the terms that are coming up. Revenue OI, revenue marketing, and RevOps. 
and all these other things that want to make me at 14 years in marketing want to go back to school. But people don't expand. They don't talk about lifetime value. They don't talk about revenue expansion, advocacy, and things like that. So I, I completely agree with that. Second one, how long do you use social media every day? I feel like I know the answer to this one. Not that long. I probably use social media for less than 30, 40 minutes a day. I'm, I'm not that addicted to social media. My team posts my content for me. I record it, but my team posts it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Last question on the rapid fire. What is your favorite marketing quote? This is interesting one. Let's see. My favorite marketing quote is good marketing makes you look great. Great marketing doesn't even look like marketing. Your goal is to make your marketing just blend in and people not even realize this marketing and then for them to take action. Makes sense. Great marketing doesn't feel like marketing. That part of the quotes is what everybody's focusing on right now. The concept of demand generation and a special type of brand awareness and adding value and, and things like that, which is very good to see. Unlike the world of performance marketing where everything has to be attributed to a lead or, or some sale or something like that. So that makes a lot of sense. Okay. If you're listening and you're about to drop out, don't drop out because I deliberately left the best questions for the last. So please just stay tuned. And it's time for the next one, uh, which I think is one of the first things that Neil was known for, which is search. So search generative experience, I felt they would have called it generative search experience. So that it's like generative everything. It's something that you've been looking at. It's something that you've been studying. You've been making a lot of thought leadership about that subject. But in the process of stalking you over a long period of time, there was a time where you spoke a lot about the EEAT. I'm almost like that is being swept under the rug because of everything going on with AI. But now I'm bringing back the conversation. Knowing what you know so far on AI, do you think search marketers should consider EEAT guidelines, even if AI needs to assist them with content? And of course, feel free to tell us what EEAT means as well. For those who don't know. EEAT stands for Experience, Expertise, Authority, and Trust. With AI, we think EAT is even more important. A lot of marketers, when we survey them, majority of them are using AI to create their content. And we're seeing the majority of traffic go to still websites that are manually creating the web content. And they're showing their experience, expertise, authority, and trust in the content. That makes content unique. It's hard for AI to replicate that, at least right now. And I think leveraging it will get you more traffic and more notoriety, more social shares, better branding, all the other good stuff in the long run. Interesting. So the last question before I let you go is podcast, 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 podcasting. We had Shama Haida on this podcast and the, the, I'll call her the queen of PR. And she said she has this attributes or tendency of always predicting the future. You have it as well. And uh, I think I was able to inherit some of that like three years ago when the resurgence started to come, right? And it's now everybody has a podcast about everything from relationships to religion and so on and so forth. And based on numbers, maybe four plus million podcasts globally. Yeah, it's not much compared to billions of blogs out there, but it's fast growing. It's fast becoming competitive. If, as a strategist, we often talk about the concept of uh, diffusion of innovation. And if we had to plot that graph, we can see that podcasting has not even peaked yet. It's still growing really, really fast. Maybe it peaks in 2024, who knows? But before I digress, there is those who 
are working on podcasts. They have these podcast initiatives that they are working on, whether it's brands, trying to build some strategic objectives or those who want to make money from their podcast and so on and so forth. But there is an aspect of podcasting that has really interested me, and that is podcast marketing, which is almost different from podcast distribution in a way, because distribution, you cut the podcast into pieces and put it everywhere. But there is the aspect of a purposeful, focused podcast campaign with the aim of getting downloads, with the aim of getting views. And if you are trying to build subscribers, with the aim of getting subscribers. And one of the ways that I started to come up is PPC podcast promotion. Again, very new. What is popular these days is in-stream podcast ads, the 30-second ads that show where you are listening to another podcast. But that's different. I'm talking about the outstream, whereby there is promotion on the exact episode. You want to get this episode to a million views and you put in some budget behind it to get your audience right. Is that something that you've been hearing in your circles within the industry? And if so, what do you know about it? And also, what are some of the other ways that people can promote or market their podcast in a way to grow in terms of subscribers and revenues, given your experience? Sure. So I have heard of it. There's many ways to grow a podcast. There's a lot of strategies that are good. It really depends on your audience and what your business is and what your objectives and goals are. But we're seeing the main ways to promote a podcast, and you touched a little bit about this, is you get other podcasts to mention yours. You can do ads within their podcast. You can drive ad traffic from Facebook or Google to your podcast. You can do email marketing blasts. You can do promotion swaps with other people where they email you, you email them. You can do episode swaps where you put your episode on someone else's podcast and they put their episode on your podcast. So that way the audience gets to know. There's just a lot of different methods that are worth trying out. And I think podcasting is booming and here to stay. Mm, mm, booming and here to stay. So one other bonus question. If I'm a small business with limited resources, I want to choose between a blog and a podcast. What would you tell that person to choose? Start with a podcast first and then eventually also add a blog. You should have both, but you should start with the podcast first. Less competitive. Mm, interesting. I know we could go on and on here, Neil, but you know, great wisdom, great feedback with regards to what to look up to in the world of digital marketing in general, especially the revenue streams, as I call them, the channels that would deliver the kind of commercial value that companies are looking for. So thank you. Thank you so, so much for providing all that. Again. I am not surprised if some of our listeners have not heard you, but for, and for those people, where can they find you? Where can they learn more about you? My ad agency is called NP Digital, just stands for my name, Neil Patel Digital, or they can go to neilpatel.com. But thank you guys for having me. This is fun. And I love your joke. <laughs> yeah, there are so many podcasts out there. So I figured I had to stand out somehow and the Nigerians are talkatives. So that's also a good strength to work on as well. Guys, like I said, we have great episodes like this one. Of course, this is a special episode. And you can find all of them at dotslovesmarketing.com. That's dotslovesmarketing.com. If you want to subscribe, it's Marketing Leadership on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Of course, you need to subscribe to Neil's podcast first, then subscribe to mine because you have to be very humble to your superiors. That's Rick. Content Allies, Listen Network. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. We've recorded so much. We've done so great work in the last 13 months. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, it will not be here without you. 
Till next time, guys, connect the dots. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. There will be links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. If you're a business needing content promotion, podcast campaign production, or are looking to build effective B2B marketing strategies, Dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise. Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com.